There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Now listen, they want me to say hello, welcome to the James Well best bits of tonight's show, which you can hear every night, Monday to Friday, on Talk Radio from 7 till 10. But I said, wouldn't it be best to call it the worst of whale? So have a listen, see what you think. Let's talk, first of all, to Leila Moran. Um, Good Lib- evening. Lib Dem MP for Oxford and West Abingdon. Good evening, Leila, to you. Um, I don't think anything went wrong, really, did it? Oh, in what sense? Well, we made the right decision. We're leaving. <laughs> well, the electorate decided what they wanted to in each of the different constituencies. And it's fair to say that, yes, we accept the Brexit is happening. But for people like me, uh, the Liberal Democrats and Remainers across the country, tomorrow is definitely going to be a sad day. And um, oh, no, no, no. Come over to the, to, see, come to the other to side. We get through it. It's, it's not about sides, I think, at this stage. I mean, look, we all accept that it's, it's happening. Why are you uh, accepting democracy election. now? Well, our proposition at the election was that we had a clear stance of stop Brexit and we went to the country with that and they didn't choose it. And that was democracy. And so, yeah, we are absolutely accepting that that's happening. Mm. But we still think that there are battles ahead to fight and there are still cases to be made for, you know, the open, tolerant values we stand for, the internationalist values that the Liberal Democrats stand for. And we're not going to shy away from those. We're not about to stop talking about the things we care about. Uh, That's why we've got the plurality of different political parties in this country and we will continue to make the case. But don't you think it's about time to change uh, your party? I mean, you're not really getting very much support at all now, are you? And in fact, if anything, it's getting worse. Well, that's actually not true if you look at the facts. So at the last election, we had the largest increase in national vote share of any party, 4% more of the national vote share than in 2017 when I was first elected. By contrast, the Conservatives got just over 1%. But we have an electoral system that doesn't reflect that kind of thing in the number of seats. And it's true to say that we lost a seat. But that's off the back of gaining over a million more votes in the last election, with the most number of members we've ever had. So it's a mixed picture. It's not, it's not great right now in terms of numbers of MPs, but I challenge what you say that we don't have support. We clearly do. Well, why don't you change to the party that will uh, be here for quite some time, the Conservatives, um, and you can, you can be slightly left-wing Conservative, uh, <laughs> and, and that will probably, a left-wing Conservative, probably make you into a Liberal Democrat with a m- bit more power than you have now. 
Well, do you know what? It's interesting. I got the same question today from the other side. I was at a um, student model United Nations uh, thing where, you know, students from schools across an area get together and discuss international foreign policy. And there were questions for me at the end. And a student stood up and said the same thing about Labour. Why don't you join Labour? And actually, I said to him what I will say to you. I think there are far too many people who go into politics just for power. When I joined a political party, it wasn't because I was seeking power. It's because I care deeply about education. I care deeply about equality and fairness in our country. Mm. And I found that the party that resonated most with me was the Liberal Democrats. To change a party just for your own power, I think, is exactly what's wrong with the political system. Yeah, but you and see, I won't do that. Um, I think you should because, you know, as you know, you're, you're my favourite Liberal Democrat. Churchill changed parties. <laughs> yeah. Um, didn't he change and then change back as well? Yeah, yeah. But, well, yeah, he became a Liberal. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yes, yeah. he did. So I think, you, you know, go the you, other should, way around. You, you should consider this because um, in a proportional representation, it might be, uh, you know, people will say, oh, it's fair, but nothing will get done. Uh, in any yeah. country where there is a sort of, um, uh, what do they call it, a, a sort of... Um, what? Proportional Yeah, proportional representation. Yeah. I've been working all day, I'm tired. Um, I, I think that uh, the way we do it is the way we've done it for years. So why don't you join the Conservative Party and uh, then you'll be able to put your points of view like lots of Tories mm. do and, and who knows where we might go. No, that's not about to happen. And the other thing I'll say is, you know, I got a huge increase in my vote share in Oxford West and Abingdon. Yeah. The best result ever for any party in this seat. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of support for what we were talking about, which incidentally is not just the national issues, it's the local stuff too. Mm. And I think where we need to focus now, and actually I would set this challenge for not just the Liberal Democrats, but all political parties, including the Conservatives, is that as we move into the next phase, is how do we heal this country and heal the divisions in it. And I'm struck on the doorstep by the number of people who during the election said, you know what, Leila, I think you, I like what you stand for. I like what you talk about. You're a good local MP. But this time over Brexit, I can't vote for you. And that isn't, I think, the way it should be. I think people need to be looking at the values of the whole person, the whole party, and it shouldn't be just this one singular mm. issue. We've now moved past this point. And the question now is, I think, a genuine one that the party needs to answer is, after Brexit, what are we for? The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on talk radio. One of our favourite Tories now, Andrew Bridgen, Conservative yeah. Member of Parliament for North West Leicestershire. Uh, joins us yeah. briefly. I'm, I'm sure. lucky about Leicester the other day in the Caribou Cup. Well, he doesn't know anything about football, no, do you, I Andrew? Know. Um, I follow it uh, from a distance, let's put it that way. I'm, yeah. I'm more of a rugby man myself. Yeah. Anyway, good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, you must be, uh, as they say, cock-a-hoop tonight. Um, I wouldn't say cock-a-hoop. Oh, um, it doesn't sound cock-a-hoop, no. It's been, it's been such a long, hard fight to get here after the referendum, three and a half years. Um, I think everyone's just a little... Mm. You've lost uh, the hoop out of your cocker. Um, but I mean, we, we we had a very good election result uh, in North West Leicestershire, and uh, for the Conservative Party as a whole, uh, Boris came through and delivered uh, the Conservative majority that uh, well, beyond our, I think probably our most of our wildest dreams. I thought it might be about fifty, but it was uh, it was eighty. 
um, 80 majority. So we're in a strong position. Um, and I think so the, the message was that, that get Brexit done was a good message. Uh, why are you sounding done. so down? What's it's been wrong? beating out of him, hasn't it, over Has the it? years? It's been beating out of him, his joy. <laughs> well, you know, is, are you going to be at the... It's, it's, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be in, in Parliament Square tomorrow night, I think, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, listen, if you get a bit bored... A bit of BBC news. Of, uh, it'll what? slowly come back. You'll start enjoying life what, what, again. Hang on. What are you bothering with them for, for goodness sake? I um, have applied for the job of Director General. Well, I thought I'd apply, but they refused to send me the uh, application form. Yeah, I think if I applied, they'd... They'd all leave, wouldn't they? I think. Well, I mean, that's what we need them to do. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a wash with more money than they know what yeah. to do with. Uh, it's run by imbeciles, and for goodness sake, what the hell are we still tolerating the BBC as this huge juggernaut in broadcasting? Overfed. It's too, I, yeah. I think we should have the British Broadcasting Corporation. It should be fed out of our taxes, yeah. and it should be cut to a. Fiftieth of its size. I rest sure my case. I think I think it should be a subscription model. I think there's a huge market for the the English speaking world. I think it would be a good projection of soft power, especially with well, the back catalogue that they've got available of all the programmes. We've got that Brit box made though, by yeah. the taxpayers. Yeah, I think it could be uh, exported a lot more than that. I think the BBC is sitting on a fortune, but it prefers just to uh, hide behind the uh, the license fee. Well, uh, it's imposed by criminal sanction if you don't pay for it. Yeah. Obviously, if I uh, manage to find a way of getting elected as the Director General, I'm making the offer to you now, Andrew, to be one of my close advisers. Oh, that's that's fantastic. But I won't hold my breath, James, to be honest. I think you're fully employed on talk radio. Well, yeah, but this would the, running the BBC would be a part-time job. I still mm. do this. It's very easy. Yes. I okay. mean, I, in fact, you know, you and I could do it between us, really. And so without you've just got to do the programme schedule, haven't you, basically? <laughs> Decide what you're going to put on the telly. I mean, imagine this, we sell off the commercial arm because the, uh, well, the clothes I, I, in the title. I, I, I'd, I'd merge the BBC with the commercial arm and make it all commercial and, uh, mm, and yeah. sell to the world, to be honest. Like Netflix, just... Yeah. You see, I, on the other hand, think they should concentrate on their local radio stations, yeah. have regional news TV stations, have one national radio network, as well as their local ones, um, and obviously make dramas and do programmes that nobody else would do. Stop trying to be a commercial enterprise uh, when you know you get funded one way or the other. Uh, it just and, and they're now moaning and having to make people redundant uh, because they send three or four news crews yeah. to the same story. Yeah. I could sort them out in a week. Yes, yes. Well, well there's a thought. Anyway, thought. anyway, there's come on, thought. cheer up now because it, you're getting your way tomorrow. Leaving the European Union and you're a born again leaver, aren't you? We're all yeah, leavers now. Of course, because I have realised. That the the European Union is not a union; it is a, a, an emerging yeah. empire. Yeah. Well, they've said as much themselves, haven't they? It, it yeah. is an empire. Yeah. I think Verhofstadt said that, didn't he? Well, we he did, and, and his little outburst the other they? day. Yeah. Uh, he's just ridiculous. What is it? Is he, which country is he um, uh, from? I mean, they shouldn't uh, even have their own flag. One. They shouldn't even have their own flag, should they? Really, when you think about it. I think that was the mistake. Yeah. I think he's Belgian, isn't he? 
Well, it's a very small country with very little influence, and he yes. goes around shouting his mouth off a, a heck of a lot, yeah. uh, and needs to be put in his place. I mean, I have to say, I did think that the the, the you um, Brexit party were quite entertaining. Um, yeah, I think uh, obviously Nigel was Farage was quite keen to go out with a, a good speech, and uh, I think the I thought the, uh, the the speaker at their parliament's response to put the flags down and go was um, mm. I didn't think that would go down too well uh, over in the UK. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. Claire Evans is consumer editor at Autocar. Good evening to you. Good evening. And uh, cheer up, it's okay, Claire. Whatever you've heard <laughs> okay. about me is not true. Oh, fair enough. Well, it probably is. <laughs> yeah, it probably is. Have oh. I spoken to you before? Uh, not for a while. I think I did speak no. to him maybe last year sometime. Okay. Um, uh, right, uh, there is great news uh, ab- abroad because the new smart motorways, which are nothing but stupid, in my view, um, are suspended and could be scrapped. Yes! Good. Um, what are your thoughts on this? I think it's great news. I just hope they actually make them a significant amount safer because um, they are really horrendously dangerous. I think you think that as well. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't see why they need to mess around like that. They just that. need to put them back to how they were with a hard shoulder. Yeah, I, I don't think they'll do that because um, they're saving themselves a lot of money um, and they're adding an extra third, 33% capacity to the motorway network in a really cheap way by doing it. So, unfortunately, I don't think they'll put them back. Well, so I mean, that's going to be ridiculous, yeah. isn't it? Because they'll still be there, death traps. Exactly. All the problems people have been complaining about will still be there because people need somewhere to pull off the motorway yeah. almost immediately when they have yeah. a problem. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And when they first brought out smart motorways back in 2014, they had um, these things called emergency refuge areas every 600 metres. Mm. Um, so that was actually close enough for most people to be able to get to them. Um, but not really, not if you break after, uh, down after one that you've just passed. You, you're in just as much no. danger as the other as, as mm. now. Yeah, I agree. I think they're very dangerous. I think the other thing that will make them safer is when they get their right camera radar systems up and running. They're, they're only on a couple of sections of the M25 at the moment. But if you have a radar system that immediately <clears> picks <throat> up the fact that a car's broken <clears throat> down, it can shut the lane Im- immediately and put one of those red crosses above the lane um, to stop people going into it. But you're relying um, on every single driver seeing it, thousands of drivers, because it yeah. can take half an hour. So I mean, every, one I, live, see it, I live in Kent and I come up the M20 most days yeah. uh, because I've given up using the yeah. train for a while because it was so dirty and disgusting oh. and yeah. anyway I've um, I've started uh, driving again and um, it's it's had roadworks on it for best part of a year and a half I think oh, goodness. Uh, yeah. and, and you know it's beginning to annoy me intensely uh, um, uh, but now there are four or there will be four lanes yeah. So why they can't put the third lane back to being uh, a, a hard shoulder? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. They haven't got to do anything. Just just put the red cross in it and tell everyone. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it would be much safer, but you know, I'm a bit sceptical that they won't put back all the hard shoulders, certainly on the 200 miles or so that have already been converted. So whether mm. yours will... Stop now because it's, it's basically stop, shouldn't they? From today, they shouldn't be doing any more work on work on that section anymore. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. 
Oh, I don't want to earn any more money. Yeah, you get too much. Maybe a bit less would, would help. Don't be ridiculous. I don't get anything <clears> around <throat> here compared with what? Well, as Eamon Garnier. You look a little bit like a caveman. Well, you'd know. What is wrong well, yeah, with this like shirt? It's like one of those underwater David Attenborough programmes. It's you know. Paisley. Yeah, like that was very fashionable Paisley. in 1983. And then we're going to be talking uh, the new smart motorways. I hate them! Andrew Bridgen, good bloke. Yeah, good, good bloke. bloke. Needs to cheer up. You are not worthy yeah. of the amount of hard work my team yeah. put into this programme. They've yeah, been slaving out. over yeah. this, and I swan in at the end and make a Take mockery Take all the glory. Dyslexia runs in the country, but it can jump... Uh, in the family. What did I say? Runs in the country. It oh, does right. run in the country as well. <laughs> but, Nurse, I told you to prick his boil. Whatever you've heard about me is not true. Don't be nervous. I'm, I'm, I'm a pussycat. His bark's worse than his bite. Well, actually, no, his bite's quite bad, actually. You have exactly. to have injections after. Cracker yeah. Jack! Yeah. That was uh, the clips for today, the worst of Whale, or sorry, sorry, the best of James Whale. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed them. Well, I suppose if you didn't enjoy them, you won't be listening, will you? Anyway, I'll be back 7 o'clock until 10, Monday to Friday, on Talk Radio. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.